What's going on, everybody? It's Derek with Gaming and Chill Podcast. This is episode number 116. And as of the day of recording, Happy Mother's Day to all future, past, and present mothers. Also, a gentle reminder, America, we will never get an official translation of Mother Free, Mother 3. But before we go into our main topic for the day, this episode is sponsored by Humble Bundle. Thanks, guys. Our partner for this week's podcast is Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is an online digital store that sells some of the most popular games from the most popular game developers. But that's not all. They also offer bundle deals that change weekly and monthly that allow you to pay a designated amount for a collection of games or ebooks that can often save you hundreds of dollars. Humble Bundle then donates portions of its proceeds to a featured charity. In addition to this awesome business model, they have also partnered with us so we get a small portion of any purchase or donation through their website. All you need to do is go to our website, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click the Humble Bundle Partner logo and shop for any games of your heart's desire. Thanks, Humble Bundle. Back to you guys. So yesterday, I went and seen Detective Pikachu in the theater. Um, First of all, amazing movie. Um, That's my one-word review, amazing movie. The graphics were extraordinarily impressive. All the Pokemon, at first, it's kind of off-putting seeing their cartoony version from the games and the cartoon and animes and things like that. But when you move them into real life, you need to add texture and realism to it. And they've done that fantastically. Um, I have zero complaints about it. Like, all of them looked like they should, um, if you were to take the real-life equivalents. Um, especially, like, Growlithe, their hair looked fluffy like a dog. You know, all of them looked great. I loved it. The writing maybe could have used a little work, but I I really liked the movie. I thought it was a really good Pokemon movie. Um, and I honestly, I hope they do more with this style in the future. While I love the cartoon movies, there's something about like a live action Who Framed Roger Rabbit sort of thing. And that is absolutely what this was, was like real life characters, real life sets with, you know, CG augmentation. But then they had the CG Pokemon, all of them. And it felt really good. Um, And it absolutely rekindled that childhood desire that I had as as a young lad of wanting real life Pokemon like when I was a kid I, I wanted to have a psychic gym because I love psychic type Pokemon even to this day and I wanted like to be able to have a, a gym that people could fight go to the elite four I wanted it all and you know those crappy Facebook posts of which which universe would you like to be in they've got DC and Marvel and all these things the only right answer is Pokemon. Truthfully. Because if you're in DC, you can still be a regular person who just is having to dodge, you know, I don't know, DC villains, Lex Luthor, the, the Joker. You could have to dodge them. 
If you're in Marvel, you could have to dodge Doc Ock. You could have to dodge Carnage or Thanos. You could be part of the snap. Or if you're in Yu-Gi-Oh, who's to say that you're not going to end up being Scrub Dueler number one who goes up against the God King Yugi? You never know. But with Pokemon, you could be anything, do anything. You could have a partner Pokemon that you can live a simple life being a shopkeeper. You could be a trainer, a dueler, a, a coordinator. In some of the later scenes, you can be coordinators. You can be a firefighter, a police officer, and a nurse. You could be anything. You just had Pokemon. And there was no one who was like, I am God King X Duelist. Even Ash loses in the show. So, there's no one who's absolutely going to outpower you. Back to the movie... I think it was a really good decision having Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. Um, people said, oh, it's like Deadpool, but with, you know, PG Deadpool. Kinda, but at the same time, no. Like, it wasn't self-referential like it was, like Deadpool was, or anything like that. It's just Ryan Reynolds being kind of silly on occasion. Like, it wasn't a constantly silly movie, but there was some snark to it. So I can kind of see some of that, but I don't know if it's Deadpool so much as just Ryan Reynolds' acting and delivery. But I think the writing helped utilize Ryan Reynolds. Because if you put Ryan Reynolds in a role, it's not made for Ryan Reynolds. You're just going to kind of have... A flat character. But if you have something that is built for him. You're going to do a whole lot better. I thought. That the movie. It was a really good. Um, it was a really good introduction. And I hope that this causes them to do more. And from what I understand. They have already greenlit a second one. So I'm excited. But I don't know how they're going to do the detective Pikachu sort of thing because of plot but I thought that all of it was good um even the even there was so much in the movie it was just like eye candy going oh what Pokemon is that what Pokemon is that it was so outstanding to have that that desire of going oh my god what Pokemon is that oh my god what's that what's that what's that it felt like a kid in a candy shop having to look at everything. Because they integrated Pokemon into the world so much. It wasn't just like a, hey guys, we've got a few Pokemon and, you know, whatever. It was everywhere you looked, there was a Pokemon. And it was doing whatever a Pokemon does. So you had like a Snorlax in the middle of the road. Okay, that's what Snorlax does. That's what Snorlax is kind of known for. You had bird Pokemon everywhere. Like, they were like they were pigeons. You had flower Pokemon in fields. You had so much life in this world. It wasn't like a gimmick. It felt like it was a genuine part of the world. 
I liked that. I liked that Nate that 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 effect that it wasn't just like a and we made a Pokemon movie and now they're just kind of only with the main characters or whatever. They were actually part of the world. Um, I feel like so many movies, even even some of the older Pokemon movies are kind of just like the Pokemon are set pieces and not really part of the world. If that makes any weird sense, even though they're in a Pokemon world. Um, like if you think about like Pokemon Forever or Jirachi Wishmaker, there's the, there's the MacGuffin, there's the MacGuffin Pokemon, there's the clearly the evil guy. But Detective Pikachu actually had some twists. It was written so kids could understand it, but it was written that it was intelligent. Um, there was there were some twists that I did not see coming. Um, and I won't spoil them here because a lot of people may may not have gotten to see it because of Mother's Day this weekend. But there was a lot of big twists, twisty twists. Um. But it wasn't too melodramatic, if that makes any weird sense. It wasn't like twists for the sake of twists, like M. Night Shyamalan. There was, it was lighthearted twists. Twists that was like, okay, cool. You could see actually happening. Not deus ex machina sort of thing. Um, and I liked the, like, the music and everything felt native. Um, one thing I really, really, really loved was the end credits. Um, the first part is they had a stylized, a Pokemon stylized, like, uh, credits. And so, like, you had the actors drawn like they were from the game. Um, so, if you're familiar with the game art for trainers, they all look stylized, they have a, their own look and things like this. They got, I, I have to imagine, they got the original Pokemon artists to design characters based upon the actors, if that makes any sense. So it was really good. Like when they showed that, I was like, "Oh, I can actually see that as the character." It wasn't like a, oh, okay. I was like, "Oh no, no, no!" I see the character in that personification, in that artistic rendering. I, I think it was really good. It's sad that reviewers aren't giving it the light of day. I think because it is kind of not a serious movie, it's it's kind of breaking off the back of Endgame, but it's not really, it's not reviewers' style. If you'll notice, a lot of the movies that reviewers tend to uh, rate high is like the really good, it's like the really Oscar-worthy ones and things like that. But movies like this, they don't tend to go well. Kids movies, they don't tend to really go well. But, and, and, and I can see some of their, their complaints of like, oh, you know. At first it was a little, it takes a second to get used to seeing Pokemon in the world. Because you're so used to seeing the cartoony version. That when you see a live action Pikachu or a live action Gengar, your brain goes, what? Nope. Wait, okay. It makes it's it translates. Whereas a lot of us viewers 
we've all been on Imager Imgur and things like that and seen like other people's rendition of real life Pokemon, horror icon Pokemon, or you know what Pokemon would look like if they're actual animals. And so we're kind of already inoculated against that jarringness a little bit. It hits us just not as hard. But reviewers, I don't think they spend probably enough time looking at memes and things like that to really kind of see that. Because was, I, I seen that and I was like, oh man, I think I've actually seen something like this already on the internet. Like, I already kind of had this idea of what it would look like and it does. I think it's just really, really interesting that reviewers are just hating it. But I've not met a single person who's seen it and went, it wasn't good. But reviewers are saying it, it wasn't good, or me. If you're a fan of Pokemon, it'll make sense. It, it's great. If you're not a fan of Pokemon, you might miss a few things, but you're still going to enjoy the movie. It's still an enjoyable movie. Sans all the gaming, all the all the cartoons. It is a good thing. Also, because I pre-ordered my tickets, I got promo Pokemon cards. I literally have a Detective Pikachu card, which is super exciting because, well, you know, he eats Detective Pikachu. But... I would say, if you're on the fence about going and seeing it, go see it. Take your kids. Take the take your family to go see it. It's a really good movie. Um, I didn't get to go. I didn't see it with my kiddo because I was like, well, I'm not sure. A lot of people were saying it's like Deadpool, but for you know with Ryan, with Pikachu, and I was like, mm, what's that actually mean? But I would totally. Well, I wouldn't take her opening weekend, but I would totally go see it with my kiddo because it's. It's got a lot of action to it. It feels good. It looks good and sounds good. So if you're on the fence, go see it. You really can't you really can't go wrong there. Um that's like my wrap up review. I'm not a humongous movie reviewer, but honestly, go see it. Like I thoroughly enjoyed the movie there was not a thing i was like well you know like i said the the writing maybe maybe that's like the closest but for me like pokemon movies aren't known for their writing but this one was competently written competently acted i think it's a good movie go see it that's my five second review you know it's my 15-minute review of Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Go see it. Go. You, don't, you may not have to spend all the money to go see it, and I don't think they've had it in 3D or whatnot, but go see it. It's really, really worth the money. Um, now, I want to do something a little bit different. I wanted to talk about my top five gaming moms. Or moms in gaming. In games. That's what I really should say. Um, so if I'm going to do this. Let's do this this way. I'm going to start at number five and go to number one. Number one being the greatest. I think my number five would be Chrono's mom from Chrono Trigger. 
Now, you might ask, why? Well, A, gotta add Chrono. Gotta have it. B, it's because she's supportive. Truthfully. You're, you go and show characters to your mom in the game as you progress and you get pick up more characters. And she greets them. And she's like, oh, you're such a nice friend and everything. Even when you take the Dark Lord Magus and, show, and go and talk to her with him in the party. She's like, oh, you're a very handsome young man. Doesn't touch on the fact of, hey, Magus. It's weird. Nothing. It's just, hey, you're a nice young man. So, I honestly think Chrono's mom is number five. Number four for me is your mom from Pokemon. I'm going to say Pokemon Silver. Calls you throughout the game and saying, hey, I hope you're doing okay out there. Uh, if, you get, if you allow her, she'll buy you things. Not super useful things, but she'll buy you things. She still wants to support you even though you're super far from home. She wants to support you in your journey. I think that's actually really kind of cool. Um, I think it's interesting to see that in a game. You know, I think it's... Uh, I think it's kind of cool. You know? Um, for my number three, th these are actually getting harder because I know who I wanted to be my number five and I know who I want to be my number one. But number three... I think if we're thinking about it in terms, I think I'm going to have to say the, the, it's your grandmother from Illusion of Gaia. Yes, all RPGs here. Because video games just don't have a lot of moms that I can think of. But number three would be your mom from Illusion of Gaia. It's your grandmother. Or I think it's your aunt, or it's your grandmother. Either way, is your surrogate mother. I think that's cool to see that in a video game of like an alternative, um, basically an alternative parenting. It's kind of cool that it was displayed so early. You know of. It's just different. You know? It wasn't the norm. That to me is... My, uh... That's, that's my, that's my answer. Of, it's just so interesting to see it. Because even today we still struggle with that a little bit. It's, uh... It's kind of interesting. Um... My next one is... Actually, it's from a game that kind of is after my own heart. Lisa Tepes from Castlevania. Not a super big character, but a character nonetheless. She was Dracula's wife. And you might see this in the Castlevania Netflix series. She was Dracula's wife. Dracula, this ancient evil. And she's seen him for who he was he was a man who needed love 
uh, it's, it's cool that she was able to see how she loved a man who people seemed deemed unlovable. And she raised their son, Alucard, to not hate humans, even though his father still had a hatred. And even after she died, Alucard lived uh, she lived a life that was a good example. I think that's why she's my number two. And number one, it was a toss. It was a toss between three fantastic moms in gaming. Um, I was gonna add Samus Aran on there as uh, mother to the baby Metroid. Um, that one was a distant third, or distant tie for first. The second one was Ness's mom from Earthbound. But I think I'm going to go with Hinawa from Mother 3. I joked about it at the beginning. Hinawa from Mother 3, which is the sequel to Earthbound. But... She's a character in the game that is not super there the entire time because of plot story. And the game is old enough, I'm going to spoil it. She gives her life for her children. And people describe her as being smart, kind, lovely. And she's willing to sacrifice her life for her children. I think of all the mothers I listed... She's the only one who does that. Um, the only one who's willing to make that sacrifice for her children. I think that's extremely important. Um, it's a selfless act that any mother would do. But it's the only one that I can think of in game that does do it that does sacrifice her life to protect her children. So I think that deserves number one. Um, you know, it, it's... I've got to play the fan translation for Mother 3, and it's true. Hinawa is great. Is a great mother figure in that game. I think you can't really top it. I think you can try. But I can't think of any other mothers in gaming that really can take that cake. If you can think of other characters in gaming, please let me know. I think that's actually where we're going to end today. It's a little bit of a shorter episode. We got a 15-minute conversation about Detective Pikachu and why you should go see it. And then we talked about some mothers. It's Mother's Day. Go spend some time with your mom. So... Until next week, don't forget to share this episode with your friends, even your mom. Show it to your mom. We love moms here. All of us have a mom. We all owe her something. Even if it's her. Even if it's the th thankfulness of thanks for bringing me into this world. So uh, go spend some time with your mom. If you're, if you're able to. Or go spend some time with a mom. Tell your friends. Tell your friends who are moms, hey, happy Mother's Day. Tell your... Spouses, mothers, happy Mother's Day. Whatever. Tell someone happy Mother's Day. 
So thank you everybody for tuning in. Be sure to share this with your friends, family, and your mom. And be sure to leave a comment if you can think of a better video game mom or your favorite video game mom. Or hey, you know what? Let's throw it in there. Anime moms. If we want anime moms, number one would always be Trisha Elric. We can discuss that why later. So until next time, I hope that you have a fantastic week. Go into this week, show some love, and um, be awesome. Keep being awesome. So until next week, have a good one. Thanks, guys. And thank you to all of our listeners out there, because we really couldn't do it without you. We hope you enjoyed this week's Gaming and Chill podcast. If you'd like to know more about the podcast, follow us on social media, or learn how to support the podcast directly, check us out at www.gamingandchillpodcast.com. Also, be sure to stay up to date with Gaming and Chill by following us on Twitter at at gaming underscore in underscore chill. Yes, that is gaming underscore in as in nancy underscore chill you can also find links to the articles games and videos mentioned in this podcast in the description below thanks again for watching and until next time